0: You're listening to the Worship Hearts Podcast, presented by Louder Than Stones. Hello and welcome to the Worship Hearts Podcast, the collision of spiritual growth, effective leadership, and practical application
1: for worship pastors and lay leaders. It's a conversation about the fun, the facts, and the fear of leading worship, where every week we dive into the practical and spiritual joys and struggles. Leading worship in a world of worshippers.
0: Perfect timing on the, oh on that. the popcorn. That was oh. that was right on, right in the microphone. Yeah.
1: Shameless plug, right? Jim.
0: Right. Yeah, not sponsored.
1: Not sponsored.
0: <laughs> Although we wouldn't necessarily refuse a sponsorship. Skinny Pop, hit us up messageworshiphearts at gmail.com. That's it, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for the rest of you that are joining, uh, not expecting a <laughs> Skinny Pop uh, sponsorship right at the beginning of the episode. Uh, advertisement. advertisement. <laughs> Welcome to the yeah. conversation. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, this is going to be a, a fun discussion, I think, uh, because we have both been in Similar situations where our senior pastor inevitably, um, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, and we'll, we'll, we'll blame it on the Holy Spirit wholly and completely. Uh, uh, no? Uh, okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I say it facetiously
1: um yeah that's probably a better way of doing that yeah
0: what uh you know come to well there you...
1: there are no surprises to god so if if this is what happens then true you know at least yeah. god's got it under control even though we may not
0: right right uh but typically mere moments before the first downbeat at ten thirty on a sunday morning um your Excuse your Excuse me,
1: ten o'clock. Ten, ten, oh
0: well, okay. Nine o'clock. Some people do it at <laughs> eight thirty. Uh I think those people are worshiping Satan because no one should be up that early on Sunday should. mornings, but not
1: on a Sunday. Come no, on, it's the on weekend,
0: people. Yeah. It's the day of rest. <laughs> you rest first. We should have right?
1: church at four o'clock. The
0: the, the the Jews do it right. They have it, you know, Sunday starts at 6 p.m. on Saturday. The, the night before. And goes through. Yeah, so they get their sleeping out of the way first. Bef- anyway. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. We we rabbit trail really, Di- really we, well.
1: We digress. There's my 25 cent word. We digress. <laughs> we went downhill quickly.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah. Moments before the service starts, pastor comes to you and says, Hey, uh, I think we should do this song in service this morning for the altar call. Can you do that?
1: And my response is, we don't pay you to think. No, no. Did I say that out loud?
0: You don't have a pastor right now. It's okay. Oh,
1: true, true that, true that. (laughs) <laughs> no, I have, i I've, it's, it's probably one of those things where it's like the thought that counts, you know, and it's like, yeah. yeah, I probably have thought that at those times, but right. Right. Uh, yeah. What do you, so what do you do in those kind of moments? Uh, what, what is the plan? What is the, you know, um, uh, and of, and of course, you know, we accommodate the, the leader there, therefore, Absolutely. um, and and uh, and obviously because I've been in the same situation or similar situation as a worship leader where um I've had a set put together for I don't know, seven, ten days already, and you know, maybe there's a series going on and and that particular morning I get up and go, What was I thinking? you know, <laughs> uh and look at the worship set and go, this no, you know, and and understanding that. You know, God may have some things that are uh, needing to be done differently. And, oh, yeah. and of course, we know that God is a is a God of order. Uh, and so he he does not desire chaos, although uh, there are times, even you know, even as we look through the scripture, that chaos was used to bring order. And um, but, uh, you know, in that moment, you know, I, I had I was five minutes before. My praise team was showing up to church. I'm I'm flipping through books and and changing the order of service and the songs that we're doing and so on and so forth. And um, I had a sweet sweet lady. It was my pianist, and she looked up at me as she's flipping through, trying to change out pages pages with me. And she's she looked at me and very staunch. She says, "You you do know that that this is not the time to be doing this." <laughs> <laughs> and I just simply, I just simply responded, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly." Uh, but I'm not the one that changed it. Yeah. And uh, and with all due respect, it it wasn't even the, the pastor didn't even come to me and say you know, it was. It was just an impression that I had uh, by the Holy Spirit that said, "You know, we need to do some different music today. Yeah. Uh, we need to do some different, you know, Scripture today. We need to do, and uh, and." And, and I, I don't even know what happened from that, you know, that time on. Um, usually those are the best Sundays is when you walk away and you just kind of go, uh, wow, you know, yeah. and, and not remember anything about it, except it was just an impactful time. So so what do you do when the pastor comes and says, hey, can we, you know, can we switch all of this or can we just switch this or right. do you have something that can, you know, be put in and plugged in here. And, um, you know, uh, what Jimmy's in the well, you know, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so what are your, what are your go-tos? What, you know, yeah, absolutely. You, you do your best to, to accommodate and, and, uh, feel it out and, and try to listen carefully to the spirits wooing through the leadership and, and even through your own heart and mind and and figure out what's gonna be uh, the best course of action, so yeah uh, yeah and that's that's uh
0: man i've uh, I've had some similar situations some of them are are i have I have sat down and listened to twenty of the twenty two minutes of the message that Sunday morning and gone we got to change this last song. This this, this is not going to work and I'll jump up and go grab music and I'll tell my team, okay, don't worry about this one. I'll, I'll pick through it on the guitar, you know? Right. But it's, it's that leading. It's that, that progression through the message that says, nope, we need to change the direction of the conclusion of this service. And, uh, and then there's been times that, uh, that I have had the pastor come to me, uh, or or the preacher for that week come to me, yeah. somebody filling in and say, yeah. hey, can we do this song? Um, which I am... Uh, I grew up during the worship wars, and uh, and that means that I was on the side of modern music during the worship wars. <laughs> so my connection to the hymns is not as strong as most of the leaders that I have served with and under. And when they come to me with a random selection out of the hymnal for that week, uh, yeah. there have been times when I've had to say, I don't know that. Right. Uh, and, and and you know, we make it work. Um, I've had some incredible musicians um, and and worship leaders who have worshipped with me and led with me. That have been able to help me out in in some of those cases. Um, I had I had a a, a pastor come to me. Uh, she was preaching that morning at church and said, "Hey, this is what I want to do at the close of the service. Will you start us off singing acapella a hymn at this point in the message? So no music, no team, no nothing." and I'm finding out minutes before the service starts that she wants to do this. Um, so I pulled out uh, how great thou art, uh, which by the way, um, for someone who does not have perfect pitch, <laughs> you have to start that song in the right key. Uh, yeah. On the right period period. Uh, yeah. Because if you don't, there will be parts of that song that you cannot sing, even having more than an octaves worth of range, e- either direction. too. Either way, I mean, that's, either way. <laughs> high or low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah that, so you know, there's there's been some hairy moments. Uh, there's also been some incredible moments too. When when like you mentioned, uh, you know that something needs to change, and you pull the trigger on it and it's a struggle the whole way through and you get to that last song and the spirit moves in and worship breaks out like crazy. And, and you know, in that moment that it was absolutely God, it was the movement of the Holy spirit that said, right, this is where we're going this morning. (laughs) Right. And, uh, so yeah.
1: But, but, but in that moment or, or in those moments, because, uh, you may have had some, You you will continue to have them Um, because that's the whole point of worship uh, is to be able uh, to uh, lead, um, be led to lead a people into the presence of God. Now, uh, into the awareness of the presence of God, that's probably a better way of saying it because uh, tell me a place where God isn't, you know, (laughs) I I mean, God's presence is already wherever. Um, when you move your
0: phone, it's, it, I'm getting some funky feedback. I don't know if it's on your end or mine, but I'm going to move my phone. And if you'll move yours, it's just crackling and popping back through every once in a while. Okay. So sorry to interrupt your train of thought there. It just, it it was steadily getting louder. So I figured I'd (laughs) head it off and we'll edit edit that snippet out later. So that's fine. Sorry.
1: That was good. Uh, it, it, the idea of of leading people into the awareness of of the presence of God, uh, as as I said, is God is everywhere. So, you know, so sh- tell me a place where God isn't, and and uh, I mean, that's the whole point of worship is us trying to figure out how we can follow the leading of the Spirit into an atmosphere into a place where people are um, brought to a place of awareness, um, in that process. So, uh, yeah. And I've probably lost my complete train of thought. So the last two <laughs> minutes, you probably should just edit out. Uh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, I'm getting feedback in mind. Is that just cause we're too hot or something or,
0: uh, I don't know. You, what kind of feedback are you getting?
1: I'm hearing myself again.
0: Uh, hit the button on the microphone.
1: Well, I've done that twice. That's Is that different... better? No. No,
0: not any better. Not any worse.
1: No, not any better or worse.
0: Um,
1: anyway, it may just be the connection. Um, I know yeah. I'm hardwired in, but anyway. Um, so, it's like a delay.
0: You're probably hearing it through mine then. Is that better?
1: I don't no nah, still there. Hmm. Yeah, kinda weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so let's go back to um uh, the whole point of worship is is and worship leaders is to um present a place, an atmosphere. Uh, again, as I've spoken in times past, is eliminating distractions as much as possible, as much as humanly possible, uh, to be able to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, to lead others into the awareness of the presence of God. And I I just see that that's, that's the ultimate opportunity for us to worship. So what do you do in those times when last minute, or even at the end of the service, uh, as you say, you've had to rethink on what song or, or maybe even a scripture reference or or reading, would be most appropriate. Where do you go to? What is your go to? What is the the song or the lyric that just is your, you know, top three that says, "Hey, these are great." times of being able to lead people together and get people together and, and hear and feel and sense the Holy Spirit?
0: Uh, honestly don't have any. Um, I mean, I, I guess I have, uh, a process of picking that I would go through. It would, it would be typically, typically, It would be something familiar, um, so that it resonates with people, um, because, and because I know we're not going to have the lyrics on the screens for it if I'm changing it last minute. Right. Um, uh, unless by some act of grace, it's in there and someone can pull it up real quick or something like that. Um, and then something that, uh, yeah, something that, that people will sing out on, um, so I don't know that I have a top two or three, six or ten kind right. of uh, uh, song selection that I go to for those. Um, there are there are several songs um, that I can think of that that kind of follow suit with that uh, revelation song. Yeah, would would be up there because it's familiar, it's powerful, it's speaking to the holiness and and, and powerfulness of God, um, right. and and being in His presence and being in awe and overwhelmed with His presence. Um, Ten thousand reasons, yeah. Uh, our God. Both of those are, you know. These are all the reasons why you are amazing, and I am not, and I am grateful right. for these right. things. Um, yeah how how uh, how great thou art! How great is our God? That combo always works well,
1: right? Um, yeah. So you had mentioned that him, "How great thou, yeah, art, how, how great thou art, yeah." Uh, uh, again, there are those, and you said. The familiarity of of the pieces that are used uh, is is vital in the process. Um, um, I'm I'm really not sure how uh, churches that are 50 years and over, um, uh, if if they are not moving along with some sort of resemblance of being relevant in their process of worship. I'm not sure how much longer they're going to be around. And so that's, that's a concern for me Yeah. in this whole thing too. You know, uh, I mean, the hymns are hymns. They're, they're great foundations or they are not, uh, they are, they are written from the foundations of the scripture. Um, and, and from the doctrine that is drawn from scripture. Um, and, and which is what revelation song does. Um it is almost verbatim in, in its lyric as to what the scripture says. And you just, you just can't go wrong. Um, I mean, the timing might be right or or might be wrong, but you just can't go wrong when you begin to, um, put scripture into some sort of lyrical form. Yeah. For the purpose of worship. Yeah. And, uh, and I know we've mentioned before uh, Shane and Shane have Psalms projects out, and they're incredible uh, musically as well as the the content in which they are based. So, uh, what a great opportunity again um, for the for the church to be able to worship in such a way that is drawing straight from the Scripture and in a in a pleasing manner and in a way that brings some sort of um, uh, oh, what would be the right word? Um, synchronization in in what we do in, as humanity in worshiping a holy God, it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it. There's a reason we call it corporate worship, right? Yes. It's, it's all together. It's uh, it's singing as one body, uh, in in that process or worshiping as one body. Yeah. Um, no. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, singing, singing scripture is a pretty, pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, so what, what is your, you've been doing this a couple of years longer than I have. What is your, uh, your selection process? What's your, what's your thought process or do you have a list, a go-to list of songs, uh, for those types of
1: situations Um, I I will confess, um, I I do have a few songs, um, that are, um, usually kept in the back of my, my worship book, um, that are kind of a go-to in the process. Um, and I don't have a problem. Uh, I will follow Chris Tomlin is uh is one of those that just kind of lends itself it's it's a nice prayerful style um, um piece i mean you can do it in that regard the lyric is very much um a um a submissive statement um where you go i'll go you know it's a very very much put in the position of, of being obedient hmm. so um Lord I need you is another one um, yes which which is a reference song uh, built off of um, I need the every hour hymn. Um, and so there's a lot of great uh, connection there and, and relevancy that uh, connect those two. Um, and, and those those two are very they're conf- they're confessing, they're submissive, they're obedient. Uh, in their the nature of the lyric um, it's a real nice smooth um, capability of being able to go through um, there are um, a few hymns how great they are at being one of them um, be my vision or be thou my vision um, it, it just depending upon uh, your again the, congregation that you're in, um, uh, is to, for me, which one I'm going to do, whether yeah. it's the strictly the hymn or the rewrite. Um, and, uh, so there are a few that are, I want to say go-tos or at least available, but I've done the same thing. Uh, um, you, you know, Vince Lidge lighter mm-hmm. uh, he wrote one called one in the same, uh, years ago. And, and I've, I've gone with that one, make my heart and yours, Lord, one and the same. Yeah, And, and so there again is this idea of, I want to be, you know, uh, even, even if I can say, it, I want to be where you are. I think that's, uh, uh, Dennis Jernigan, um, it's a little blast from the past as you, <laughs> as you may want. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, the whole idea to me in the, again, at the end of a service in a prayerful moment or in a a moment of, um, um, great solace, uh, those types of songs are, are, are wonderful. Um, there's a great song. I love the song and it is a wonderful, um, lyrically it is fantastic for salvation and, um, and this, uh, this, this obedience factor and confession factor, um, and I, you can't think of it. <laughs> well, no, I can. Th- I can think of it. I'm, just, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the lyric, but you'll know the song, uh, "Holy Water."
0: Oh yeah, uh... and,
1: and it's it's like, man, the the lyric to this song is is such a great confession. This yeah. Lord. I'm on You're, my knees again. Lord, I'm begging please again. You know, this, but the, and I, I'll say, but it, it's not a, a bad thing. It just, but the boisterous and the boisterousness of the song just yeah. doesn't really seem to be this sense of this overwhelming presence of God to be <laughs> confessive, you know, so so it's kind of like I, I would love to do this as a prayer song, but you know, we're going to be doing a different kind of praying if that's the case. So, <laughs> at, at least in the congregations that I'm involved in, yeah. But I love the lyric, and, and it is it is definitely a confession song, uh, and so it is one of those um, that I want to do, uh, plan on doing in worship, but it just a different different setting uh, as opposed to coming down to a, uh, decision time in a prayer, you know, it's like, yeah. God, I need, you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, but there are several others and, uh, you know, right now my mind's kind of drawing a blank, but, um, but there are a few that I do kind of like to stick around. Um, and generally, generally, um, the, the key for me, um, is communication with the pastor or the yeah. preacher or whomever it is that's presenting that day. Um, uh, you know, we've, we've been in a pastoral search over the last few months. And, uh, and so candidates that have come, uh, i I will make contact with them the week of, or the week before and say, Hey, what what kind of a direction have you got going on? What are you thinking of? What's what's your plan? Where is God leading you? And yeah. how can I how can I do something to put together that would reinforce what you are wanting to do? Yeah. And so the communication aspect is always, always a plus. And the whole point of that there is again to be available so that. At five minutes before the time time for service to start, um, I found this. I was looking for this uh, this verse earlier when when you asked the question. Um, let's see if my phone will let me look it up here. In um, in this is Paul writing to Timothy, and we all know Timothy was was such a a new timer, is such a rookie in the process of. It. Oh my goodness, do, you, do we not understand that the first century church, they were all rookies? <laughs> <laughs> they were all you mean,
0: rookies. You mean you mean 60 AD <laughs> everybody was still figuring all that out? You mean you mean 100 AD
1: everybody was still going. Wait a yeah. minute. Hello, here it is 2022 and we're all still trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, we're still trying to figure it out. We're still rookies, uh, you know? Um, but Paul writes to Timothy in, in, uh, chapter four, and he says, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead in the view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. Paul is just all of a sudden just saying, look, dude, this is how you need to do it. Yeah. Okay. And he says in verse two, preach the word. Check. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Wow. What a great lesson. Now, just understand, this was not written to me. Right. This is written to Timothy, but it is written for me. Yeah. For me to understand, for me to take a look at. So when the pastor comes to me and says, hey, can we do this song at the end of the... No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you should have so- been prepared, <laughs> <laughs> not me. I mean, there
0: there is rebuking in that process. So ah, uh, you know. No.
1: Hello. But you know, so when the so when the pastor comes or the preacher comes or who, you know, and says, Hey, is there a way we could absolutely yes? Let me, you know, uh, and then you look over to your praise team and you say, stall them, you know. Uh, give me two minutes, yeah. you know. And play that intro again, you know, um, and we'll get we'll get started. But but the whole idea is do it with great patience and careful instruction. Don't yeah. don't do it like a as the old adage, a bull in a china shop. Don't just come in slinging your horns around and s- slinging snot around and your tail and this. You know, I mean, don't come in there just ah. This is the way we're going to do it. You know. Well so so let
0: let me uh let me ask it this way though because this brings up an interesting point in in the process of that scripture it does says rebuke with patience right mm-hmm, and, inst- mm-hmm. and instruct with patience um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has there ever been a time and I, I believe i have one although it's there are extenuating circumstances surrounding it but has there ever been a time when a a pastor or a preacher or leader has come to you and said, Hey, can we do this? And you've said no. On my last
1: Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, no, I, I have, I have not, uh, I've not ever said that to, uh, one of my leaders. Okay. Um, and, um, uh, but I have had discussion with them uh, about, you know, how, how, how what do you, what do we need to do? How do we need to accomplish this? Right. This is the way you feel. So what you know? So work with me. Don't you know? And I don't ever just say no, you know. Um, but I have had opportunities to redirect other people. Okay. Um, hey, uh, some folks, you know. Um, come in and say, "Hey, I've got this word from the Lord, and I just need to testify." Can I? Can I have the microphone? No. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> and so there have been times that, again, and probably not so harshly or directly, but um, you know, with great patience, sure, yeah, and a smile on my face, and yeah, uh, yeah. Um, So uh, careful instruction, and part of that is, is you know, you, you just have to learn. Uh, the people that you're working with, uh, you 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 need to learn obviously, uh, and you you get to do this when the more time you spend with your leadership teams uh, of being able to say but you know. um, but I, I, but I ha- have had I have had um, one of my musicians say to me because uh, I had put a song in a worship set. And uh, I did have a musician say to me, "I can't play that." Okay, I was like, uh... "And it was, and it was right before service was starting." And uh... Uh, okay, um, is it you? Know, is it heart, heart? No, no. She was a piano teacher, and I had a manuscripted piece of music. Yeah, And it was a simple chorus and it was one that had been in our particular denomination for several years already. Um, well, come to find out she was, um, she had her limits and she didn't play anything that was not from a hymnal. Mm. And so it wasn't that she couldn't physically play it; it is that she chose not to physically play it. And, um, it, it, you know she could read the music she could do you know again, she was a you know, yeah, but she did you know, and consequently we didn't do that piece that that morning and uh and that's okay, I learned you know again with great patience and careful instruction, you know how to work through that and how to to live through that yeah. <laughs> particular yeah. situation so it's, um, it, it's always those situations,
0: uh, again, why does everything happen the last 10 minutes before service starts, <laughs> uh, to, to have, uh, a member come up to you and say, can we do more hymns as if that question 10 minutes before the service is supposed to change what happens That's gonna in ch- that yeah, service. Gonna change everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did have, um, a, a let me back up my my scenario that i is similar but different uh where i uh, i have been instructed to say no uh and that's kind of that's kind of how it boils down okay um, uh, my pastor was going to be out of town another preacher was asked to come in and fill in the wednesday before uh it, th- that pastor was asked to come in and preach and cover for the preaching that week the Wednesday before he handed me an order of service for the whole service when well that he, was kind of him when he was going to preach how many songs i was to do what scripture he was preaching from when we were going to take offering all those you know all the details of what had gone on and i uh i i i said something to i i we ad- addressed it. We kind of talked through it a little bit, sure. and for the sure. most part, I uh, went along with it. And then I had a conversation with my pastor after the fact um, when he got back from vacation, and he said, no. He said, I, this, th- the order of service is yours. When when you're putting worship together, when you're putting the worship set together, that is the worship pastor's responsibility and it, I know it's different for every church, but yeah. this was what this was the responsibility he had placed on me. This is what he wanted done. This is how he wanted it done. And he's still the senior pastor, even when he's not there for that week' on vacation. Um, and and so he he said, no, if that happens again, just tell him no. Just say no. Look, this is I've already got the worship set together. If you'll tell me where right. what you're preaching from, then we'll put something together in that regard. But I've already got this taken care of. So that was that was probably one of the few times when when I have been instructed to say no <laughs> to changes that uh, that were not quite uh, previously authorized. But yeah, previously uh, authorized. Yeah, but yeah. So it it it's it's an interesting spot to be in, and I don't yep. think. I, like the questions that happen 10 minutes before the service starts, especially from congregants, not, not so much, uh, our senior pastors because they understand that that's, that's the time where they're getting their head in the game, right. Right. For, for, for football players and baseball players and what that 10 minutes, that last 10 minutes in the locker room before they walk out onto the field, they're getting hyped. They're getting their head in it. They're, you know, blocking out everything else. Yeah we're doing the same thing on a Sunday morning that last 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Admittedly for me, it's usually gathering up the last bit of music (laughs) and making sure that the lyrics are in. But it's, it's my game prep for that Sunday morning. Right. And, uh, the last thing I need is for someone to come question me about what I'm doing 10 minutes from the conversation happening. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, but I don't. I, I I'm sure that most um, congregants don't take that into consideration because they've not been in that role or they've not they've not seen that or or mm-hmm. carried that responsibility. So it's it's not even something that crosses their mind when they do it. Um, and that that, that that's okay. That's it's just sure. a part of it. Sure. Um, but it it if you let it, it can shake you up quite a bit. Uh, yeah. I I know that it has. For me, on occasion, um, it has a, a tendency to influence um, my attitude going into the worship service uh, <laughs> yeah. at yeah. times. So, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, 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 and and it can now. And I have had uh, leadership um, when uh, I'm, I'm thinking of one in particular, um, and uh, I'll I'll refrain from too many specifics, but, but I have had, uh, one where I was approached by, uh, a congregant and, uh, there was a pretty much a one-sided conversation going on. And, and, uh, in the process, the pastor did walk past this conversation. And as I, I, as I was completing it and finishing up and so on and so forth, and, uh, we walked out of the building at the same time and uh, opened up the door he went out and I walked out and I'd looked down and and when I looked back up he was not in front of me as we were walking out to go to the other building and I, I turned around and looked and he had walked back into the building and went to address that particular congregant <laughs> on my behalf so so I was like uh, <laughs> Uh, okay. So, uh, so I was very appreciative of the support, um, again, and it was, it was, you know, just moments before a few, you know, 15 minutes or so before the service was to begin. And, and it was just one of those frivolous elements of conversation, but, um, I guess she uh, she just didn't feel like she had, uh, the availability throughout the week to come and discuss that with me. Uh, as opposed to you know 15 minutes before church service starts, so yeah, um, you know, certainly hey, call me, you have a problem, call me, you know, absolutely, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll even take you to lunch, you know, <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. but you know, it's, it's those kinds of things, and and you're and I'm I'm grateful for the the lessons that I have learned over the years, I'm grateful for the time that I've spent with many different uh pastors and uh, different pastoral uh, leadership styles um you know uh, everybody's got their own little quirks and in, uh, myself included so uh i, well, I know you know I, and i've i've been here now long enough for people they they pretty much have um most of my praise team kind of understands yeah Oh, okay we're going back to the bridge here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or we're going to be going to the chorus. We're going to sing it again, you know? Right. Right. So there are some things that, uh, you know, so every once in a while I have to, uh, uh, I'll either write a song that ends on the fourth, uh, in the chord progression, or we just decide not to resolve regardless. Um... um, yeah. So it, it kind of keeps, keeps most of my praise team members on, on <laughs> edge sometimes. So, um, well, but, I- uh, for for uh, the worship
0: leaders and worship pastors that are listening, uh, I do want to include this, and we can end the conversation here if you'd like. But there has been uh, at least one instance that I know of in particular um, for you where your relationship with the senior pastor has meant that on a Sunday morning at 730 when you got to the church, you took your worship set and threw it out the window and started over because you felt like there was a different direction that was needed. And this particular pastor would write, or at least have scripture and themes planned out months in advance for you. Ah, I know exactly who you're talking about. (laughs) So, so it wasn't like you didn't have something for, you know, to go on and and to build your sets on and things like that. Um, But more times than not, when, something that drastic happened for you it was because the same thing had happened for the senior pastor
1: absolutely
0: and, yeah and it was amazing to see god work yeah. in the midst of that yeah to kind to to when when one leadership was hearing that change both were hearing that change yes. in the midst of the service yes um so i think it's important and you can elaborate on that if you'd like but i think it's important Number one for communication right out of the gate, communicate. Um, and I think it is the senior pastor's responsibility to initiate those conversations. Um, and if they don't, then it's up to the worship pastors. <laughs> like if you don't feel like you're getting enough, then Hey, um, what are we doing? What do right. you want? Especially, especially in, initially in the process of, of building those relationships. Hey, Okay, this is what I have planned out for this week. This is the scripture you gave me. What do you think about this? How do you like this? What are you feeling? How do we right. need to change it? You know, it's it's it is very important to have those conversations, especially when you're building the relationship, because that new pastor is as new as you are to them um, as they are to the church and whatnot. So uh right. it's it's important for the communication to be there, and it's important, I think, for there to be um, I would call it a friendship. It, you're working together, but I think it's deeper than just working together. Yeah. Uh, because, because it is the responsibility of being the spiritual leaders of a church, uh, and, and of a, a, a congregation, a group of people who right. are looking to you for that leadership. Um, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? I kind of, Threw up well, on you a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, no, that's and and that's great, uh, and I do. I remember exactly uh, the pastor. Uh, like I said, I've worked with several different styles of leadership, um, and and what you're, I think the term that you're looking for in in this uh, communication element is is not it's not necessarily friendship. Now, be friends. I mean, it's, yeah. it's okay to be friendly and be friends. Uh, it, be cordial. Uh, understand that it is a working relationship. Understand that you know you. But I think really, the a better descriptive word would be uh, to take away from a little bit of what Paul writes, and is it is a fellowship. Mm. Uh, it is an idea that we are working together towards the same ends yes and yes. uh we're we're doing that in a in a way that says okay we're take i'm taking your. god says i'm taking your skill set and i'm taking your skill set and i'm taking your skill set and and we're, we're going to put this ugly mess together <laughs> <laughs> it's it's this creation thing you know this is out of chaos comes this beautiful form yeah uh eventually as we all allow the Holy spirit to speak to and we listen to and we learn to uh, follow in that process. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, I, uh, I have worked with pastor Phil here, uh, now in Oklahoma city for over 16 years, right at 16 years. Uh, and, and we quickly, uh, learned each other, Uh, on some nuances and some quirks and some things. Uh, One of the main things he told me is, is I don't like surprises. (laughs) Don't don't surprise me ever on Sunday morning. Don't just, you know, okay, okay. Not a problem, you know, because again, that would be my last Sunday. Right, Um, right. so, um, So I always, if there was ever a surprise in that regard, it was, I always left it up to the church board to do that, you know. Uh, you want to surprise Pastor Phil? That's fine. That's, <laughs> leave me out of it. I'm not
0: doing it. <laughs> I've warned you. Uh,
1: but but also, you know, you, you also get opportunities to learn quickly, hopefully, about how people respond to different elements of life and in, in their life. And so you only get to do that by spending time with them and getting to understand them and, and learn them and know them. Yeah, it, it's it's uh uh, this great, great opportunity. So I've also worked in the situation where and been in situation where um, and not different than the situation we're in now is I am the residing or a residing pastor, pastoral staff, mm-hmm. where a new pastor is coming in. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to be looking to us for all kinds of information. You know? Yeah. And so to develop that fellowship, to develop that working relationship, that friendship, the uh, cordiality or congeniality, whatever the words are, you know, that's what they're looking for because they're trying to figure out where their niche is going to be in the whole scenario. And the same thing is, is when I've gone to a new place where there's already been established ministry, whether in youth ministry or in worship ministries, I'm, I'm going in there going, okay, show me what you're doing. Yeah. Talk to me, teach me to, you know, let's let, let me figure out what you are already doing and, and we'll see from there what needs to be done or how this works. So uh, I used to tell pastor Phil every once in a while, as as a service would, would develop and, 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 uh, and just overwhelmingly be a, crazy thing, uh, because Pastor Phil was, was not the guy who gave me six months of scripture references and themes and all of that so that I could build the sets. So it was very much a God thing on how and what and when and where, um, and, uh, we already know the why it is to glorify God and to bring his people together. But, uh, it it is this great thing that says, uh, at the end of the service, I I would stand there and just kind of go, I, you know, I'm, I shouldn't be amazed, you know, I just shouldn't be amazed, but it's just phenomenal on how God works all that together. Now, going back to the guy that did have all that (laughs) planned out, uh, there were several times in uh, working with Wally, uh, that, Uh, that that planning and it gave me great opportunity to put some things ahead of time into place. But you're right. There were several times on a Sunday morning I'd come in and go, this is, this is not, you know, it, not anything wrong with that particular set. It just was not the way that I felt God needed to go that day. Yeah. And amazingly enough. And again, phenomenally enough, That would be changed and maneuvered, and we would go through the worship set, and he would preach this phenomenal message, and the spirit would move. Um, And sometimes it was the spirit, you know, moved big. Sometimes the spirit moved, and you could, you knew, you knew that it was making some changes. Um, But we get done with that, and and to go, uh, I'm amazed. And and he would say to me. Yeah, I changed my sermon last night. <laughs> <laughs> or or I've been up since five o'clock this morning rewriting it, you know, and it's just like oh amazing. Again, just how God does those types of things and coordinates it all. It's just I, I shouldn't be amazed, but I'm I'm just I'm flabbergasted at times like that. So yeah. Yeah. It's just great to know that God is so much bigger than we are. Uh, and and that God knows exactly who and where and what and why and when and all of all of those details uh, as to what needs to take place in any particular given moment.
0: That's two 25 cent words in the same episode. Oh I did too. Yeah, we had <sighs> we had digressed at the beginning of the episode and now we've concluded with flabbergasted. Uh, well so, okay uh <laughs> that means we don't have to charge anything next week right we don't have, that's next it week's is free, it's
1: free that's
0: it yeah
1: oh my well we may just have to cut this one in half real quick and you know and then make it two segments splice them up or something
0: yeah no it, <laughs> it has been as always fun conversation and, and fascinating yeah. conversation and yeah. and i hope that uh that it's been enlightening conversation for you our listeners and viewers um, if you have questions about some of these things give us a shout you can shoot us a message on Facebook or leave a comment on YouTube um, or you can email us at messageworshiphearts at gmail.com and uh, and and let us know are there do you have go-to songs do you have those those particular um, it, like like dad has the the two or three songs you have in the back of your folder of music, of songs that you go to every time, if there's something that comes up that, that shifts in the way the service is going, or pastor comes to you five minutes before the service starts and says, Hey, can we do something different here? Uh, whatever the case is. But I think it all boils down to that fellowship, not only the senior pastor and the worship pastor, but also the, the importance of the fellowship, between the worship pastor and God and the yeah. senior pastor and God because when when those relationships are working right, then the rest of it will fall into place regardless of what preparation or lack of preparation we've put in that week. Um, the, not to justify a lack of preparation. It's always oh, no. good to be yeah. prepared. It's always good to have those standbys. Uh, but just remember there are more times than not when god moves in and says it's not about you right and that's okay (laughs) that's right that's right thank you so much for being with us this week we will see
1: y'all next time bye now